All right, let me ask you a question. Did anybody read Facebook today? He sent it as a text as well. Okay, he's going to make sure everybody got it. It's not a surprise. Okay, so you know what my subject is. Okay, if you don't, it is preaching to the choir. All right, so we were talking about old time church, right? So you know what preaching to the choir is, right? Preaching to the choir is, you got the choir here, so them folks, whenever the doors of the church open, they generally pour into the church. Church. Yes, they generally pour into the church. So, and like Phyllis was saying earlier, all day long. Go on home at night and everything else. So when you're preaching to the choir, you don't have to do but so much. Because the choir already knows, right? So I'm going to ask for your help a little bit. Okay, because if I got to do something, I want everybody working. (laughs) All right, so what I want is, uh, when I say after all, all I need you to say is, you're preaching to the choir. Is that good? When I say after all, you're preaching to the choir. All right, so for example, after all, you're preaching to the choir. All right, how's my level on that? Did you hear them? Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I just love being able to be here on Wednesday nights. And when Pastor's not here, we can cut up even a little bit more. You get ready to get fired. You know, that would be like the first job, but I actually have lost. No, maybe not. All right. So now, whenever I get a chance to be able to be before you and, you know, to bring a message or encouragement, I, I think it's more encouragement than anything else. So I just want to be an encouragement to you. So you know what they say, if you're going to ever preach, you always should have, like, a sermon, like, in your pocket, wherever you go, whatever goes on, mm-hmm. or on your pad or on your phone. I told Vanessa if my phone, if my pad didn't work, I'd be up here with my phone talking <laughs> about, hold on a second. Trying to read what my phone was saying, but it's a little bit different. Pad is working. So now, I did have something on the pad, but I was talking to my friend a little earlier this week, and this is a guy I've known for coming up on 40 years. It's kind of hard to say I've known anybody for 40 years, but I've known him for about 40 years. And when we talk, usually it goes around to the same type of stuff, and that's why, is, why are things happening like they're happening? You ever had anybody ask you that kind of stuff? What is going on in the world? What's the problem here? And it's, it's interesting because I try to talk, you know, and everything that I think generally is biblically centered. So if, you, if you're not like that, you don't necessarily, you know, kind of get all of that sometimes. So sometimes I have to go Mary Poppins on them. You know what I mean by Mary Poppins, right? No. no. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Okay, that's how. Yeah, that's that's how I got to kind of talk to them. Okay, spit spot. 
You know, sometimes I, okay, Ethel, maybe you can do this for me, okay? Because sometimes when I, I teach the motorcycle class, I need someone to translate, okay? Because I'm like way back in, you know, so far back. I look at these young kids and they don't have any idea what it is I'm talking about. So I generally find the oldest person in the class, and you'd be surprised. A lot of times you have people 50 or whatever in the class. I say, you're my man, okay? When you hear me say something, explain it to them, will you please? So Ethel, that's your job tonight, okay? If you get it, okay. If you don't, I'll try to work with you. I'll try to, you know, break it down if I can. So anyway, when I'm talking to them, I want to know what it is. How can I help people who are asking these type of questions to come up with some answers? You know, because part of the problem is the world is so crazy today. Right? So, hmm, hold on a second. But after all, you're preaching to the choir. Oh, okay. All right, all right. See, I got a little prompts one here that helped me with that. Okay. It's supposed to be in red, and I don't know why it's not in red, but it's not in red, so I don't know. Okay. So when you're talking, when you're preaching to the choir, you can actually give it to them straight, no chaser? Okay. So I can do that? We got that. Joe, you, look, Joe's back here blushing. <laughs> okay. Joe, why are you blushing, brother? You don't know? Okay. So if we're looking for the reason why everything is so crazy today, um, we can listen to what the prophet Isaiah had to say in the 30th chapter. Um, I'm going to go, I guess, verse 9, and we'll go 9 to 11. Whoa. Check out, check out the assist there. Now this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord, who say to the seers, do not see, and to the prophets, do not prophesy to us right things. Speak to us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Get out of the way, turn aside from the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Kind of sound like what's going on today? I ain't trying to hear that God stuff. Okay, where are the answers today? In the word of God. What's society trying to say? We ain't trying to hear that. All right. So then if I go to Romans, uh, starting in the ninth chapter. Uh, I'm sorry, ninth verse, third chapter, ninth verse. If it says it there, that's right, not me. Well, yeah, okay, just like I said, if it says it there, you pull that one up, and I'll recover, okay? <laughs> I will recover. It's okay, because I copied that directly from here, so no matter what I'm saying, that's what's there. Okay, there you go. All right. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all, for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under the sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who, who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. 
whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. All right, I'll stop there for a second. Today, there is no fear of God before their eyes. Okay, That's where we have gotten to as a society. So how do we solve problems when we're trying to do it and not following what the Creator has told us to do? Because we absolutely deny that there is a creator. In the beginning, bang. Okay. Uh, 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in the sight in his sight, I'm sorry, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So in Romans, right before this, they were just talking about the whole thing of the law and the purpose of the law, okay? And we're talking, obviously, in both of these uh, sections, we're talking about Israel. But when we look at today, it's not very much different from, like I said, what goes on today. So the whole idea of the law was what? The law is... But the law was a mirror. Okay, A law was something that we looked into and saw that basically we couldn't live up to it. We could never do this. Okay, So let me ask you this. We'll do survey time. When you get up in the morning, do you look in the mirror? Okay. I'm, all right, I'm not going to ask you what you see when you look in the mirror. I'm not going to ask that. Okay. But the question is, does the mirror fix what you see? Mm-mm. In the same way the law. The law didn't fix what, what, what the condition was. Okay, There had to be something that fixed that condition. The law just kind of told you what was going on. Have you ever been lost? Okay. All right, so, oh, yeah, good. We got guys. We got, all right, I can admit it. But just not when it's going on. Okay, have you ever been lost, like in your car, and because you're lost, you go even faster? <laughs> yeah, further ahead. I might be lost, but I'm going to get there faster. No, okay. All right, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Well, I like to go fast anyway, so maybe that's what's going on. I don't, I don't know. All right, but the thing is, you can't get right till you know you ain't right. Okay? <laughs> all right, Alfred, you want to do, do a translation? I've got a translation, all right. Because I wasn't sure who was going to be here, so given who is here, y'all understand what I'm talking, right? Right. talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't get right till you know you ain't right. right. All right. But if you didn't understand what I was saying, I would have to say it this way you are not able to recalculate the proper course of travel until you realize that you have deviated from the prescribed route. (laughs) Yes, okay, so that's basically, uh, if you didn't get to get, like the other one, the get right thing. Okay, so, so in other words, we couldn't get right until we understood the whole sin thing. That's what it took us to get right. 
okay, understanding that there was sin, that we couldn't overcome sin, and that we needed a Savior. There you go, all right? So this brings us to our teaser question. So since Miss Ethel was online, you saw the teaser question, right? It was, oh, I don't know if it was in the text. Okay, I've got it here because, you know, if I didn't, I'd be in trouble. All right, and the teaser question was, have you ever wondered how to make a real change in a world gone crazy? Okay, that's the teaser question. And I kind of messed with that because at first I said, have you ever wondered how to make change? Well, the thing is, we make change all the time. Sometimes today we make change for change's sake, just to make change. But the question is, how do we make real change? How do we affect real change? Because that's where the question really comes in. People go this way, people go that way. People think that they can socially engineer solutions to age-old problems without the ageless one. And that becomes an even bigger problem because you're just stacking stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff. You know, we want to live in a utopian society where everything's everything and everything's good. All right. But if we're looking for the answer, I guess we can look to Paul. And I'm trying to figure out how this happened. Okay, we can look at Paul and back into Romans. And I'm supposed to say, but after all, you're preaching to the choir. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm just checking. All right. So I give it to you straight, no chaser. There it is. Romans 3, 21 to 26. All right. We good? But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation for his blood or by his blood. I love the word propitiation. He paid the price of what we owed with his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. Hallelujah. To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So we go back to the question, how do we affect real change in the world gone crazy? starts right there there's no other way that we can do it we got to get a hold of that part right there we need a savior so the answer to the question like I said we need a savior this is a fundamental step all other is built on it 
So let's take a look at Abraham and how he was justified by faith. So we'll go to Romans 4. Okay. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about. But not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted for him, accounted him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are counted as are the now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but debt. If you work, you deserve to be paid. But we could never do it. We could never work hard enough. Now, this is one of those things, if you have ever struggled with this works mentality thing, we could never work hard enough to get it or to get there. Can't do it. Hmm. And then let's, uh, since we're talking about Abraham, let's jump to Hebrews 8, 8 to 12. That was the next one, right? (laughs) 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 All right. So we're still talking about Abraham here. (laughs) By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, He dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. So what promise are we talking about? The promise that God made to Abraham that all nations would be blessed by his seed. And the word said seed, not seeds, not multitude, that seed being one. See, Abraham looked forward to the redemptive work of Christ. We look back at it, but it's all through faith. Uh, Verse 10, for he waited for that city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed and bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful. She judged God faithful, not Abraham. She judged him faithful, who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in a multitude, innumerable as the sand by which is by the seashore. See, as we have that foundation or the foundational <coughs> faith in Christ Jesus, we can build on it. Everything goes on top of that foundational faith. Okay. As we look to Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, it's like Lego blocks or real live buildings. The deeper or better a foundation you have, the better building that you will end up with. In Hebrews 17, let's get to 17, okay? By faith, 
Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called. Once again, seed singular, referring to Jesus. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he was also which from which also which he also received him in a figurative sense. Okay, because if he's almost 100, he was pretty much dead as far as having kids. So there you go. Does faith matter to God? Without a doubt. Hebrews 11.6 tells us, and this is one of my favorite verses, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's one of the reasons I love Wednesday nights because the people that come on Wednesday nights are people who are diligently seeking. Not that them coming is going to get them something, but it's in what their heart, or is in their heart. They are diligently seeking God, and he is rewarder of those people in revelation and so many other things. Okay, once we have a firm grasp on that foundational faith, we're able to build. We go further in Hebrews 1130. And we're in the Faith Hall of Fame, obviously. And, and you know, I had to kind of chop it up and skip some things because I'd be here all night reading and, you know, I just get started. It's like, all right, well, here we go. All right, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab, Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to, to flight the armies of aliens, Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mocking and scourging, yes, of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain. (laughs) Think about this. What kind of faith is that that allows you to be sawed in two? So just I just hope the saw is sharp. Go on, get the saw, fellas. Saw in two. Okay. Mm. Chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. Were tempted. Were slain with sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens. And caves of the earth. We're talking about faith being built. 
line upon line, precept a pre about a top of precept, until these heroes of faith were able to endure all that went on, all that was put before them. You know, we get a little wobbly when <laughs> we look at our watch and we say, how long have you been standing up there? Okay. Nobody saw any saws when they walked in, right? All right. Just checking. Okay, so if we really want to make a change in a world gone crazy, what is it we need to do? Let's go to Second Timothy 4, 1 through 5. Straight no chaser. <laughs> I didn't say after all. <laughs> Just because I said after all? Oh, what happened? Just because I said after all. You're preaching to the choir. Thank you. Here we go. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Will come? has come and is here right now. What are we be to do again? Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. Nobody wants to hear that long suffering thing, right? I just convince, rebuke, exhort as long as I can stand it. Convince, rebuke, exhort for a little while now. With all long suffering and teaching. For we do know the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you, after all, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> but you, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. What is the work of an evangelist? Preach the gospel. In season, out of season. Okay? The word of God. The unadulterated word of God. Without, without Mary Poppins. Okay. <laughs> Give it to them straight. No chaser. Establish your faith. Build on your faith. Do great exploits. That's what God has for us. And after all, you're preaching to the choir. I didn't need to tell you that. 
Because after all, you're preaching to the choir. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because you guys do this. But I did it so you guys, when you're facing people who are saying the same thing, because, you know, sometimes I have to encourage myself. So I want to encourage you when you have these questions and people come to you and they want to know. Straight no chaser? In season, out of season? Uh, we skipping the rebuking part? Because we want to have a kinder, gentler gospel? I can only say I'm just... It's in here. I'm just saying what's in here, okay? Amen. Here's the question. When your mailman shows up at your door, how do you treat him? You don't yell at the mailman, right? Because he's just delivering the mail. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We give you honor and praise. We thank you for the opportunity just to enjoy your word, just to enjoy your people, just to be before you and to seek what thus saith the Lord. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.